Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're doing something a bit different. This is the first time that we've ever received a voice message from a listener. <laughs> and I didn't even know we could receive these, but <laughs> we've got one. And so we're going to answer the question. And then I'm going to tell you about how you can leave your own voice message for us to answer yeah, on the do podcast. Do you actually know how to now? Yeah, I figured it out. Oh, I just can't wait to be inundated with prank ones for you now. <laughs> so this one comes from Greg, and here's Greg's question. Hi, guys. Love the podcast. Um, I just got a question regarding financing a potential subdivision and new build. Um, got a house that would that going to renovate that would increase the equity by quite a bit, and then wondering if can use this increase in equity and use that to finance the cost required for a subdivision which is about thirty dollars to $35,000. Uh, is this possible th- through the banks? Appreciate your help. Thanks very much. Fantastic. So Greg has got a property. He wants to subdivide it. He wants to renovate another property. I'm assuming it's on the same I piece assume, of land. I, assume, I took from this that he wants to renovate his, and actually, if, if we've got this wrong, email me directly and I'll reply with your exact numbers. But I took it as he's going to renovate his own house and then subdivide a section off the back because I'm getting a lot of these questions from investors. Okay, interesting. Well, let's take it. I know you've been modelling yeah, out some yeah, numbers so I've been for doing Greg. all my numbers. So don't change it on me now, Ed. So there's a few things to consider here. Absolutely, if you add value to your property, and I've assumed it's your owner-occupied property, so you do some extra work to it, and you increase the equity, you should be able to borrow against that usable equity, subject to servicing and bank criteria, obviously. But there are some fish hooks in a situation like this, which I wanted to talk about. You renovate your own house and you uplift the value and it's now worth 550. I made these numbers easy because it's the last recording of the day and I'm just going to make sure it's clear in my head. And you've got 400k worth of debt at the moment. So you've got usable equity to cover that 35k. So you can take your loan to 435 and be at basically 80%. So theoretically, the bank would do that. But there is one little catch here. If you go and do renovations to your house and you get a new valuation, sometimes there's a stand down period and the time which you have to have had passed before that uplift's accepted by a bank. Now, generally, bank criteria is three months, roughly. And that's just kind of the natural time frame that they say it, it occurs. So if you go and buy a property and you do nothing to it and then you get a valuation for 200 grand more two weeks later, the bank's probably going to laugh you out of the branch. But if you've actually done actual work to it, I think you can normally get that reduced. Or in my experience, you can get that reduced because you're not just saying, well, the market's gone mental. I've had this massive uplift. You've actually got a reasonable explanation as to why there's been this uplift. But you could get caught by the three months. Now, recently, an investor told me that their bank told them it was 12 months. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't think so. This is where you probably better to use a broker and have them go to the bank and challenge the policy, but have them approve it, you know, on the basis that I do the work to this and the value is now 550, subject to me meeting your servicing criteria, so nothing changing. Here are the numbers today. Will you give me that extra 35,000? Now, again, this puts this particular scenario, this person at 80%. Now, the bank, if you're looking at doing a subdivision, has to look at what 
their security or is what's happening with their security. So it's the same as if you do renovations to your house that have a consent requirement because you're affecting their security. So let's say numbers work out to be this. There's some uplift in value based on the two separate assets. And so you've now got a house and a section which is obviously a reduced section. So now it's only worth four seventy five, but you've got a bare site which is worth ninety thousand dollars. So now well, I've got more equity, so surely the bank's going to be happy with this, and they have to be because to actually have this occur, you do need to have the bank discharge that security and then re-register the two mortgages, the two securities. Might not be the case, though. So 475 at 80% is $380,000. So that's the maximum bank value you've got against the house. The land, on the other hand, 90000 at 50%, because remember, bear land, unless you've got the intention of building on it, and intention, just saying, yeah, I'm going to build on it, you need to actually have the ability to as well. And in this instance, I did this type because I wanted to show how if it is tight, they might just say no, then they might treat it as 50%. So therefore, that's only 45,000. So the combination of the two of those is 425 worth of bank value. So you've actually got less bank value than you do Mortgage, 435. So in that case, the bank would say, hey, sure, we're going to lend you the 35K if you want to buy a car, but if you're going to affect our security, we're not going to do it. So I thought that would be kind of an interesting set of numbers to run. If you've got heaps of usable equity and it's going to leave you in a good position afterwards based on you know a lower amount on the dirt, the section, that's probably going to be okay, subject to servicing. But if you're in this instance where it's going to throw you out because of the reduced amount of borrowing ability against land, different story. Now, the other scenario that I ran, and this is, again, because I get this all the time, is if I want to then sell that dirt, the $90,000, I want to sell that, take the $90,000, can I do that? And then I've got money as a deposit for another property. Well, no, because again, the bank has got a security left of 475. Now, that at 80%, again, is 380. So you have to get your over debt down to 380, which means that the bank is going to want to take 55000 of the sale proceeds and pay it off that loan. So you've got to get that debt down to the maximum bank value of your assets that are left there. So that means you're actually going to only going to end up with $35,000. This is fascinating stuff because you always forget that when you subdivide, the original property isn't worth as much yes. and therefore the bank isn't willing to lend as much against that property and that's kind of the key thing that you're pulling out here. And because people are starting to think, hey, how do I get some extra cash out of my investments? If this is an investment property, again, the numbers might be worse because you might only be able to lend 60% against the rental property. And so whilst people are doing this to raise cash, if the bank's going to take all that cash and you know 35k left over, by the time you pay your lawyers for that sale and you pay for a real estate agent fee, you might be left with hardly anything. It might not be worth doing. Now, Greg did mention in that instance that he was looking to do it, I believe, for a new build. Now, because he would then be able to borrow up to 80% against that subdivided land, this might not come into play. But the question is, and I think this is what you're going to pull me up on, is how strong is that intention and can uh, yeah, he demonstrate absolutely. it? Yeah, and that's exactly right. Being able to demonstrate the ability, not just the intention. Because if you say, hey, look, I, I absolutely am going to, the bank will probably lend you 80% on that dude. But if you're scraping through on equity here and or your servicing doesn't work on a build loan, they're just going to say no. And that's because he wouldn't have the ability to then actually build the property that's himself. Right. That's right. 
Now, the other thing that I've been modeling out is, well, how much would you need to increase the value of this property of so that he is able to pull out the $35,000 so he can run off and then do the subdivision? And it does depend on whether it's an investment property or an owner-occupier, because of course, it all comes down to the loan-to-value restriction that the property has. Now, let's say this is an investment property and you want to pull that $35K out. Well, what you do is you take your 35K and you divide it by 0.6 because that's the value you need to increase the property by so you're able to pull that out. And long story short, you need to increase the value of that investment property by $60,000, excluding any renovation costs coming into here or claiming back or pulling out those renovation costs. You need to increase the value by $60,000 in that instance. If it was an owner-occupier, then you just divide that 35K by 0.8 and that gives you $44,000. That's what you'd have to increase the value of the property by so you can pull $35,000 out, go pay for the subdivision. But of course, you also have to factor in the renovation costs. So if you were doing this for let's say an owner-occupier, you're going to spend the renovation costs, you want to pull those out, and you also want to pull out the money for the subdivision, then you'd need to spend, let's call it 35K again. And if you were spending 35K on that renovation, you'd need to increase the value by 88K if it was an owner-occupier. If it was an investment, you'd need to increase the value by 120K so that you're able to not just pull out those renovations costs, you also need to be able to pull out the subdivision costs. And that's where it can start to get tricky and you need to be targeted with those renovations. Yeah, so hopefully we've understood your question correctly. Again, if not, email me directly and I'll actually crunch the numbers for you and tell you how realistic I think it is and then refer you on to someone to sort of actually do, do the real work. But great question and just a few fish hooks, so I think it's worth discussing. And definitely ones we probably hadn't thought about. And this is usually the case. Somebody's got a specific question and we've got to dig into a little bit more detail and it pulls out some interesting things that everybody can learn from. Now, what I want to do is I've been asking you for texts a lot and I keep getting lots and lots of texts, which we really appreciate. Let's give this a go. If you have a question for us, then I'm going to drop a link to where you can leave us a voice message. And if it's got some good learnings in there that everybody can get some good takeaways from, then we'll play it on the podcast and answer your question live, which will be really interesting. I'll drop that into the show notes, but I also know you guys listening on Spotify, you don't you don't have any show notes in your podcast platform. So you can also find this at anchor.fm slash Property Academy, or if you Google Property Academy Anchor, you'll be able to find that. That's where we host our podcast. And all you have to do is click the message button right up the top, record your little message, let us know what your name is, and we'll play that. And hopefully there won't be too many prank calls in there. I know it'll be Andrew at Lauren at home on a Saturday night <laughs> leaving prank calls for me to listen to, but we'll drop that there. It'd be great to hear from you, and we'd love to do a couple more of these shows. Now, of course, also don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Eric Knight. I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time, 